Hey family, it's Natalie Valle, and this is Practical Alchemy, the podcast. I am a multidisciplinary healer and practitioner here to empower you with insightful, powerful, and heart-centered conversations. Our goal here at Practical Alchemy is to share stories, tools, and modalities from experts, teachers, mentors, and friends to help alchemize your life and to remind you that you're always on your journey to evolution and you're not alone in it. We'll dive into topics ranging from wellness, healing, spirituality, dharma, relationships, manifestation, and so much more. Thank you for being a part of this beautiful, supportive community. I can't wait to connect with you in real life at events, retreats, trainings, courses. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Practical Alchemy. I am your host, Natalie, and I am so excited for today's episode. Today, I brought in a dear friend and sister of mine, Ting Ting. She is the founder of Guanjing Method. She is a movement specialist. She spent many years certifying yoga teacher trainings and even opened a meditation retreat center in Bali. And now she has launched her own program, which is the Guanjing Method, teaching people movement, how to move their chi, transform their energy all through different movements and patterns that she essentially downloaded. Every time I talk to her, I fully believe that the Guanjing Method was a transmission that she received. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story, for you to hear everything about what she's got going on. I think you're really going to resonate with her. And I am so excited that we are wrapping up the year here pretty soon. I'm officially done with all my trainings, so keep an eye out for next year as I will be releasing some trainings. I have the membership coming up, so more ways to work with me. But until then, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. It's so crazy to think the quantum leaps that both of us have taken in our lives and our careers because when we met, we we're both kind of in this place of we have a lot that we're envisioning, a lot that we're mm. currently setting intentions for. I know that you had just moved. Yeah. Right? I guess. I did. Well, a year. I was I was new to L.A., like yeah. a year. Yeah. And then um, it was definitely a, a, a place of integration, right? With yes. With with being in Los Angeles, the energy is so, um, so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and you had moved from Hawaii, right? Yeah, um, move. No, well, I was living in Hawaii. I was living in Hawaii for just seven months. It's not long, but okay. it was for, during yeah. COVID. But I came back because I was in LA. Then I moved to Hawaii, and then back to LA again. Back to LA. Yeah. Were you always in Topanga? When, when you lived in L.A. before Hawaii mm-hmm. and after? I've never been anywhere else. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're spoiled like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I was like, but where were you coming from? You were? Well, I was, so I, in L.A. I've lived in Manhattan Beach and Santa Monica and now Topanga. So mm. always kind of in the beach cities, which is mm. nice. 
you know, to, to be able to ground yeah. and have that energy of nature living in a city like Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would love for you to share, because I know you've lived in many places, many, mm. many places. So I would love for you to kind of walk us through the the timeline of, of short, long story short, of now where you are today. Mm, mm-hmm. And now you're also like, yes, living in L.A., and living this part-time nomadic life mm-hmm. with all the travels and all yeah. the offerings, all the events that you have. Yeah, it's definitely been an expansion. I guess the beginning of the beginning of my journey was in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I was in a um, fashion design, and I was, you know, doing the thing where I was just nine to five, constantly working, constantly. Yeah. Um, just just in the the full business mode, um, mm-hmm. and I was unhappy, um, and that unhappiness increased when I moved to New York City, um, and New York was even just more hustle, more like the energy there was always people striving. Um, it's similar to Los Angeles, but Los Angeles has more of like a I'm striving to do what I want to do in my life, like love mm. to do. And New York was for me, the energy was whatever makes money. I don't care what it, sure. what it is. Well, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I that unhappiness really built and built and built until I was, um, you know, almost having I was. Yes, I was having like very suicidal thoughts. I was didn't understand, totally disconnected from uh, any spiritual practice. I didn't wow. understand what, why I was unhappy. Um, and and then I decided that I didn't want to work in the, the confines of a nine to five anymore. I just remembered going to the work and being like, how many sick days do I have? <laughs> I use. How many vacation days can I use right now? Oh, and always yeah. wanting to like be outside in the sun and not mm-hmm. and not be in the office. Um, and you know, doing fashion design, it was your your creating uh, knockoffs of other people's brands, and mm-hmm. there was very little creativity involved. It was the same color palette. It was the same. You know, it was just very. Um, th- they've taken the joy and the creativity out of of designing yeah um and so I decided to leave and I went on um, a journey down south to Wilmington North Carolina Mm. um and and that's where I was like you know what I'm letting go of all of my um, beliefs of what I need to have, like having a steady job, having a 401k, having an office. Yeah. Um, And I just started waiting tables at this restaurant. But it was wonderful because I didn't – I felt free. I felt Mm. free to do whatever I wanted to do. I felt if I wanted to take off, I can take off. If I wanted to – if I wanted to work more, I could work more. I could switch days. Yeah. And so that was my first taste of like – of, of freedom because I've never worked at in a restaurant before but yeah. you know that also has its pros and cons as well mm-hmm. um I my highest goal in life definitely wasn't to be serving people fish tacos which <laughs> is we love fish tacos <laughs> yeah, but we love fish tacos yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to we don't want to have to serve them um so I know that it was a means to an end 
and I got really into yoga then. Mm. Um, I remember going to my first yoga class and being and and thinking, wow, uh, mm. I love moving my body. I can't believe I don't remember the last time I moved my body. Wow. Um, in this way. Yeah. And that uh, transformed into moving to different cities. I was in Telluride, Colorado. I was in Portland, Oregon. And then in Portland, that's when I decided to go to Bali and invest in going to a yoga teacher training. Wow. Um, And in the teacher training, it just fully unfolded for me. This Mm. beautiful um, uh, practice of meditation that I just absolutely fell in love with breath work all of that I went deep into the rabbit hole of <laughs> yoga yes. philosophy and wellness yeah um and they asked me after to come back mm. uh, and teach wow. so I decided to go back and um you know it was a dream I I remember being ecstatic with joy yeah and having this oh my gosh like wow I get to practice yoga and teach Mm. yoga and I get paid for it like what this is amazing and I'm in the most beautiful country Bali oh my gosh (laughs) yeah um so it was amazing and then I had and then I've also felt restrictions with um with freedom it's interesting it's been like this Mm. theme in my life of freedom freedom uh and I felt then restricted from my freedom because I had to always show up at a certain time where I was sort of I was still uh, I guess I would, you would say uh, an employee rather than sure. a business owner or sure. someone doing their own thing or so I was starting to feel a lot of resistance and I was like why am I getting so antsy like I don't know what it is um, and I realized oh I f- I'm not feeling free again mm. um, and that's when I decided to you know, jump over the edge of a, the cliff and start my own meditation retreat center. I had, I remember, like two thousand dollars to my name. Wow! Um, and and it ended up being incredibly profitable mm. and um, very exciting. Yeah. And I was getting, uh, you know, clients from all over the world, and I had my own schedule. And again, again, I could pause when I wanted to, work when mm-hmm. I wanted to, make my own hours, and it felt really aligned with um, how to have that joy for what you did, and yeah. also be, you know, um, be contributing to the greater good of the world. Mm. Uh, so that's such a sweet spot. I think yeah. that we all strive for. Yeah. Right to to do something that fills us with joy and also to be in service mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a, a japanese saying i think it's called ikigai yeah ikigai. yes yeah. i've heard of that <laughs> to where where um you love what you do um the world needs it and you're good at it uh is that beautiful emergence so ikigai. ikigai i think it's like i-k-i-g-a-i yeah i think so yeah <laughs> look it up yeah. let us know <laughs> um and i then was in the uh, meditation retreat world it was going really well and i met my partner yeah um samuel and he uh you know said hey come move with me to Los Angeles. Mm. So uh, I 
had to think about it because I established a whole career. You had your whole life I there. Had my whole life there. Yeah. I was pretty well set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to follow my heart and say yes. Aww. So here I am now in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and it's been a beautiful journey mm. getting to where I am today. Um, and it's been unfolding, still unfolding in the most beautiful, unexpected ways. Truly. I mean, it's been so going back to when you and I met, we met and just a tangent. I want to take a moment to also shout out Samuel, your beloved, your partner. He is also such an incredible and talented mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, healer, mm-hmm. he's he's a singer, he's a musician, and his music is just, it touches people's hearts, right? Mm. It's so expansive. It's so heart-opening. Um, so Samuel J., right? Yes. That's, that's his, um, his name. And he was performing at a cannabis event uh, called Trailblazers, and that's mm-hmm. where you and I met mm-hmm. in Ojai. And Ting will get into a moment what what her offering is now and, and in your words, the unfoldment of what all of this has led to. And you were performing as well. You were dancing. You were you were offering through movement. And I had just moved to Topanga and a dear sister who knew Samuel and, and then had just met you was like, oh, they live in Topanga. Mm-hmm. So that's in, when Ting and I met and, and it was instant sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, we found each other again <laughs> yes. in this lifetime. <laughs> and yeah, and at the time you, you were deep in integration of coming back to LA, of having let go of, of your school of your meditation school and having followed your heart and now you were in LA and you're like, okay, I'm open. Mm. Right. And it's been so beautiful to watch the unfoldment because it's, it's so clear that it's Dharma. Mm -hmm. It's so soul purpose. Everything that you have stepped into and out of and are continuing to step into and, you know, we'll, we'll, get into it in a minute and now you have a book that you're writing all about this unfoldment and I'm so excited um, for you to share a little bit more about about your movement offering Mm. now that started with yoga it's funny yoga is the gateway for so many people we owe so much to (laughs) yoga for so many reasons and and now the evolution of what your personal practice has become and and the transmission of it because it is a transmission what you are offering Mm -hmm. what you've created what you've co-created right (laughs) what you've downloaded um so tell us a little bit about that oh man yes so it's you know the power of yoga uh it's interesting because it reminds people to move in unconventional ways ways where Mm. you're not you know walking forward or swaying your arms side to side Mm -hmm. we're going we're doing back bends and and Mm -hmm. getting our foot behind our head and all these you know very interesting positions that we don't normally have in our body um and I really, really deeply love and appreciate what that did for me. It brought me strength and flexibility and mm. um, trust in myself and um, a remembrance of love for myself. And at the same time, after 
practicing for over a decade, um, it started again to feel like I wasn't free anymore from it. It, mm. it was interesting. It was like this. Um, I wanted to move in different ways. I wanted mm. to um, move in non-linear ways. Yoga mm-hmm. is very linear and it's very yeah. masculine in in the way that the body is, is it can positioned. Be for sure, yeah, yeah, and so. Um, I decided, you know, wh- when I arrived to LA, there was this huge uh, pause in everything. Uh, I wasn't getting any clients for yoga or meditation. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, um, I wasn't even getting callbacks for restaurant jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was, and I was sitting there. I remember thinking, what? why why can't I just what's going on like I just at this point I I really needed to make money yeah. um LA is incredibly expensive place <laughs> it <to> sure <laughs> is the LA tax <laughs> you know it's like ten dollars for an oat milk yeah. <laughs> you know? um and I just was in this I became again in this deep state of um depression because I wasn't feeling like I was contributing to the world. Nothing was coming through, and I was mm. super confused. Um, but it gave me, all that space gave me an opportunity to discover mm. this movement method that I had no idea was um, coming through. Mm. I just had no desire to meditate. I had no desire to practice yoga. And I was starting to do these organic shapes and breathing wow. in a specific way, and I got into a very like uh, trance-like state mm-hmm. when I was practicing. And I wasn't sure really what I was doing, but I noticed that after I finished, I felt a lot better and I felt mm-hmm. a lot m- more clarity and I felt much more grounded in the trust of how the timelines will unfold. Yeah. So, um, wow. yeah, it was very it was very interesting. I, I, I didn't know exactly what patterns of movement I was practicing but mm-hmm. it, I felt better and then um, I started practicing at the beach and I had my eyes closed I didn't really care what was going on with anybody else and I started practicing in the parks and when I opened my eyes all these people would be staring at me going oh my mm-hmm. god what are you doing wow this looks like so this looks amazing I wanted yeah. practice yeah what is this called <laughs> and I was I just said I have no I have no idea. I I'm just moving and it feels really good. Mm. And then I decided, you know what? There's something here. Mm-hmm. So I set up a camera and I tape myself practicing. Yeah. Um. And once I looked at the playbacks, I realized, oh, I'm I'm repeating these shapes and these shapes and wow. And I'm realizing, oh, these are these are specific movement patterns mm-hmm. and. I started breaking it down, so I started getting movement mo- movement patterns that could, that which are called basic forms, which mm-hmm. can link to the next one. Mm. And so once we learned one basic form, which is, for instance, uh, opens the side body, mm-hmm. or you're on your knees, um, you're releasing the neck, you're letting the neck relax, and then it would move organically into another basic form that had a different energy pathway at a different Mm. shape of the body which opens up more of the front of the body and then you get into the psoads and then you get into the hamstrings more Mm. so 
once you learn these shapes, it becomes um, almost like a, a dance that you learn from step by step. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you could continue to repeat these shapes and in different ways and then switch them up. Um, wow. Yeah. And then, and then afterwards, um, you sit in this meditation. You feel that all the energy you've created mm -hmm. moving through. Yeah. Um, and there is definitely a feeling of transforming um, trauma and suffering into something that serves us, into that renewed mm -hmm. life force energy that uh, is so prevalent and deep within us. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And, and at what point did, because your offering, that is the Guanjing method, mm -hmm. at what point did that name for your offering come through and and walk mm. us through what that means mm, okay yes so guan jing means well guan is my last name mm -hmm. and jing ting ting guan yes <laughs> <laughs> um and guan means mountain pass mm. jing is one of uh, the three treasures in chinese medicine uh, jing refers to the essence or the spirit of something so mm. the essence or spirit of the mountain pass mm. and um, guanjing is essentially about moving through life with graciousness just like the wind and the water flow effortlessly through the most challenging mountains mm. um, and using that that spirit to guide us through the most difficult and challenging of times knowing that we can wash away our pain and our suffering and use it to become more empowered, more resilient, more mm -hmm. strong in the face of challenges. And literally to move mountains. Yes, literally to Pass move through, our mountains. Move, move <laughs> our mountains, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And it's, you know, I, I've taken um, a class with you in the Guanjing Method when you did a collaboration with a dear brother, I'm blanking on his name, um, in the canyon. It was in the canyon. Oh, yes, Brian. Brian. He mm -hmm. led an inner child healing mm -hmm. session, and then mm -hmm. you led us through a Guanjing Method movement session. And I remember something within me was activated that day, and mm -hmm. my movement hasn't been the same since. Mm -hmm. I've actually, I haven't shared this with you, wow. yes. but it's true. I, I will, so we love music and we love dancing and, <laughs> and going to shows. And, and I noticed actually this past month when I was at Burning Man, I was experiencing myself in my movement and I realized my movement has, has changed. Mm. And, and I thought, okay, well, what's different about it? And I realized that my movement is... It actually is incorporating a lot of these patterns that I learned with you. Mm, wow. And it's almost like there was this remembrance in my body that this is a way to move energy and it felt good. Mm. So that muscle memory was like, okay, we're going to remember this one <laughs> um, because it was so powerful. And in your book, which thank you for sharing it with me, when does it come out? It is in the works for the end of October, but oh. we will see. It's still, you know, how little surprises yes. tend to pop up. <laughs> yes. Well, by the time this, this releases, yeah. we'll have an updated timeline. Yes, we'll put the exactly. link in the show notes for, for anyone who wants to um, 
to read it. And, and I know that you also drew it. Yes. There is image with it. And I was kind of reading through it and I and I noticed that you wrote these components about it of it was, um, oh, I wrote it down. It was the heart, the movement, mm-hmm. and perhaps the energy. Yes, yes. Yeah. And those are kind of the foundations mm-hmm. of, of all of these different patterns, right? Yes, of course. So the heart has... Um, a electromagnetic field that is mm. I think 60,000 t- 60, times larger of that of our brain wow. so <laughs> it's a lot more yeah. it's a lot bigger yeah uh, and that of course expands out to the spaces outside of the body mm. um, and it is in the, tr- the shape of a toroidal field mm-hmm. so you could say you know that if you wanted to get more metaphysical, it, it could essentially be the field, the auric field as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Uh, because it also has that same pattern and shape. And right. I believe everything is connected. So I I, I, f- I believe that it's all sort of one beautiful, organic, living um, spirit, which is our soul. Mm-hmm. The heart is also the seat of the soul uh, yeah. in a lot of uh, different Eastern belief systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... The heart's intelligence is really interesting because before anything actually happens, say, you know, someone gets into a car accident and you're right in front of them, the heart knows a second before the event happens. It already, wow. they've done tests where the heart's um, heartbeat spikes right before something happens and even showing up an image of something emotional Mm -hmm. the heart knows if it's going to be sad if it's going to be scary so there's an innate intelligence there Mm -hmm. and then that signal gets sent to the brain and then it gets sent into the gut so you know when some people say oh i had a gut feeling it's like no actually it's your heart telling your gut (laughs) because it can sometimes be a little more um visceral yeah visceral in the gut uh, so it's important to bring energy through the heart, as I believe it is the channel between us and the the spiritual world, the universal energy above, as well as connecting us to the earth's core. Mm. Um, and this is why we're humans. You know, we're part of this earth. It's 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 what made us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is definitely an importance of staying grounded at at the same time. Um, choosing to expand our consciousness and our our awareness yeah and so I feel like the heart is the portal to that um, as well as the portal for a lot of transformational aspects um, whether that be trauma or you know just negative emotional experiences that are that we tend to hold Um, and the shapes uh, the movements uh, mimic that of the circular spiraling shapes found in nature so as we're moving in these spiraling circular shapes, we're drawing the energy away from the heart and to the heart and then mm. through the heart. So it's all different types of ways that you can do that. You can do that going forward. You can do that on your knees. You can do that standing up, going sideways, um, creating a 360 degree effect, as well as it's really important to, to synchronize that according to the Guanjing method, to mm-hmm. synchronize that with our experience of breath so finding a beautiful waveform expression of breath the inhale is smooth and steady and then as well as the descent to exhale is Mm. smooth and steady and 
a lot of um, different traditions, you know, they they view the breath and the mind as directly linked. So the more that we're able to control the wave form expression of our breath, we begin to control uh, at the same time the waveform expressions of our mind. Mm. So it's not always running away from us with the next to do list or, you know, thinking about the stories or or reliving the same bad experiences in our head, we begin to direct it to yeah. smooth inhale, smooth exhale, creating that circular movement. And I like to call it, you know, a- energetic alchemy through movement. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So for somebody who maybe they have a yoga practice, maybe they don't, uh, maybe they are used to moving in their bodies or maybe they're not maybe they're used to sitting in a chair all day how would you recommend somebody begin their journey to create energetic alchemy through movement mm-hmm. um, is it just moving in ways that feel intuitive do you have some basic maybe I know that you talk about the warm-ups in your book mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know it's I I'd say um, even a little movement's better than no movement and mm-hmm. so whatever you can do at that time if you're really busy at the desk um, there's there's methods and positions in the book that help uh, release the the same posture uh, mm-hmm. we want to continue to have that flow of chi moving through the body yeah um, and I would say you know the actually the book is really great at breaking down um, each each posture with really just really great descriptions of the, what you're visualizing plus you know the um, alignment cues for the body mm-hmm. um, and that's why I did a, a picture book because yeah. you know uh, so many I've so, I've seen so many books at the bookstore because I did all this research of qigong and tai chi and yoga books and I'm looking at these pictures and it's like figure one and the man just like hands <laughs> overhead it's like figure two he's like squatting down here I'm like wait how did, how he did get there from one to two what did he do with his fingers like how did he bend his how did he move his spine where is right. his head position <laughs> um so the picture book in the in the book is very multiple steps for one posture there's probably like eight to ten pictures drawings of it so that you know like every single step it's almost like a stop animation so you just look at it and you just follow the pictures from figure one to figure eight and then you've got the movement down (laughs) I love it I know I was skipping through and I saw that you even put the visual of how the energy would move in between your hands yes yes because I think it's really important that we remember to use our imagination everything Mm -hmm. that we imagine we create Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and imagination is the beginning of everything if we didn't have imagination we wouldn't nobody would have made the wheel you know where would where would we be (laughs) totally I forget where I was reading this but it was talking about how they did a study where they put a group of individuals who took a piano lesson with an actual teacher and they taught him a song and then the second group they showed them the movements of the piano keys and they had them just imagine themselves playing those keys Mm. so it was like group a was actually putting their hands on the piano and learning and group b was just imagining Mm. them putting their hands on the piano and learning and group a of course could could replay the song but what was amazing the discovery is that group b 
just through their imagination, learned how to play the piano. Mm. And it just goes to show the power of a visualization of seeing something in our mind and then being able to manifest it into reality. Mm. Yes. And with movement, that's huge. Yes, exactly. Um, So being able to see it through what it looks like in the book um, helps you to just see it in the 3D space that you're in, Mm -hmm. which makes it easier. I just wanted to make it really, really uh, comprehensive for Mm -hmm. people who have never done this before. Yeah. Um, And like you said, just like that experiment, there was another one where one person, uh, one group did uh, lift weights uh, Mm -hmm. and did bicep curls in another group just pretend uh, imagine that they were doing it and they also they gained muscle (laughs) I think we might have been reading the same book because I remember this example too but it's true it's it truly is so powerful and I want to get your thoughts on the importance of organic movement right of just letting your body move organically and intuitively Mm, yes so there's so many different ways in society and growing up that have um, sort of stopped us from using our intuition Mm -hmm. Um, I think that every human has an ability to be um, psychic or uh, intuitive or have a deep deep beautiful knowing Mm. and um, once we start to be part of society and you know you know, your parents might say, oh, don't do this, don't do that, and have all these rules and regulations against how we want to express and be. Mm -hmm. It stops us from following that intuitive, deep inner knowing. Um, And so organic movement allows you to rebuild that trust, Mm -hmm. that trust muscle of of uh, intuition Mm -hmm. Uh, it allows you to think oh how am I feeling in my body and what does this feeling lead to Mm -hmm. and what is stored in these feelings and the it's interesting the body really is the subconscious mind every Mm -hmm. part of our body whether we know it or not remembers every single experience that we've ever had I've had one time when I was uh, teaching at the yoga teacher training we were stretching, we were in this position that stretched her thighs and this woman was stretching her thighs and then she started laughing hysterically. And I, I go over to her and I go, are you okay? You know, this is a, ra- a very random time to be laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she goes, I don't know, I think I ripped my thigh open. And I, said, I look at her and I said, I think you're okay, but she had an emotional release in her thigh. It was wow. because she finally moved in a way that allowed the the thigh to extend and lengthen enough to to release it. And I've seen, and that was wow. just one example out of multiple different times, mm-hmm. even in the trainings where I've just seen people either crying or laughing or um, or just you know having this this moment with themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we introduce organic movement to our lives and just allow ourselves the biggest thing is releasing the judgment of how you look mm. that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. um, so many people are say I can't dance or oh I'm not good at that it's not that you can't or you're not good at it it's you have reservations because you feel like you aren't good at something mm-hmm. there's be- shame or yeah yeah whatever. yes exactly just mm-hmm. because you're haven't do haven't been a ballet dancer for the 20 years doesn't mean that you're not entitled to move your body right (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. So building that trust muscle of intuition and releasing mm. emotion is why organic movement is so important, amongst other things. Totally. Yeah. And I know that with the Guanjing method and, and also just movement in general, you're working with chi, mm-hmm. right? The way in which you move about your space, the way in which you move your hands and, and your breath. Um, and chi is a pretty big component of the Guanjing method, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, chi is a life force energy that pervades all living things. Mm. And it's beautiful because we can cultivate it and we can also um, use it as energy as mm-hmm. to to expel and there's many different ways that chi is formed uh, in the body there could be turbid turbid chi if you think about chi almost as if uh, a, a river mm. that's running through the body and parts of the river can be stagnant right whether it's kind of murky and mm-hmm. um it's muddy and things haven't, you know, there's some mold growing in there. And then there's a, the roaring parts of the river that are just flowing and so free. And then there's giant boulders in the river. Then then the chi has to go around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it in that way, it's, it's we're using Guanjing method to release stagnation, mm-hmm. to allow f- that fresh, renewed water of the river to flow through those parts that have not been moved in a while Mm -hmm. um and again that's also works in conjunction with our breath and the way that we are breathing the the breath is a vehicle for chi to enter Mm -hmm. and then our movements direct where it goes oh i love that visual Mm -hmm. i've never thought of it that way i love that yeah yeah and i know that in the book you talk about different categories of chi Uh, yes so um chi can be yin or yang um as like the two major categories Mm -hmm. um you can have um you know i would say something some some movements are more active that produce that yang energy which things are fiery things are heated Mm -hmm. you're feeling more competitive you're feeling Mm -hmm. really energized you could like go through your to-do list and you're and you're you know and you're just a go-getter mm-hmm. um, we have chi we have chi movements that allow us to be more yin which are is our rest and digest mm-hmm. more restorative this is the time to be accumulating so you know eating food digesting it um, it's it's allowing everything to just slow down but energy is still moving but mm-hmm. we just allow the body and the mind to slow down mm-hmm. um, and then there's other ways that chi is held in the body that I break down in the book from escaping to collecting to expanded to mm. uh, depleted. Um, and you'll know when you feel, when once you become more attuned to how you're feeling, you'll know and be able to better see your energy barometer and see what you mm-hmm. need because life is, we're more powerful. We're our most powerful actually when we're in a state of balance. Mm. Um, and of course we can, we can, um, move between the two, between yin and yang, between mm-hmm. heaviness and lightness, um, softness and hardness, right? Mm-hmm. But the essence is to stay moving between the polarities and not staying too long in, in on one side. Mm. Um, and so that's what the Guanjing method is all about, is about better understanding your energy, mm-hmm. learning how to direct energy, and uh, cultivate energy and transform 
um, stagnancy into renewed energy and then also using it then to bring balance into your life I love it I love it (laughs) so powerful thank you and what's on the horizon for you I know that you are by the time this episode is released you'll probably be in Egypt (laughs) and it seems like Egypt is a place that called to you Mm -hmm. and is continuing to it is do you want to share more about the offering in Egypt (laughs) so we are uh, hosting every uh, twice a year uh, every fall uh, in November and every spring uh, in May Mm. um, this beautiful Egypt retreat and it is something that is incredibly special Uh, not only is of course the land of Egypt so so mysterious Mm. and magical but the but the actual the people that we're working with are are also quite spectacular Mm. Um, it is all Egyptians that we work with Mm. and we go through the Nile on a boat so that we're able to travel to different cities without having to be constantly in a city atmosphere on a bus or anything we wanted to oh, I love that. really be with the Nile and connect with the water it's mm-hmm. the Nile is honestly one of the most magical rivers I've ever been on there's so many different currents as I, I remember the first time I looked at the Nile and it was you know I had the current of going downstream but then I was looking at it I'm like this current's going the opposite way. How is that possible? And then there's all these vortexes, all these s- spirals Whoa. Go- that are forming in the middle of the Nile. And I was think- looking at this and I was like, this is a cauldron. Yes. <laughs> it's really a, a very magical cauldron. Of, and so anytime I would see a vortex of the water really spinning down, creating this beautiful, like deep well into the be- into the deepest parts of the river, I sent a prayer and I like allow Mm. that to go into the vortex of the Nile. I love that. Yeah, it was one of those things. Really doing some grid work. Yes, exactly. Um, And so besides that whole journey, the the journey through the boat, uh, we have private um, access to the Great Pyramids and a lot of um, a lot of secret temples Mm. uh, and it's a truly spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because the um, the Egyptian government, they don't want us to be praying or meditating or dancing or singing in the temple space. So a lot of the work is very internal, mm. um, which allows us to, again, feel that energy deep within inside, inside of us and mm-hmm. cultivate that trust and that belief in our intuition that mm. it can be carried through these beautiful temple spaces and and we're able to better manifest what we want in life that mm-hmm. soulful manifestation yeah. yeah that manifestation that's in alignment with your dharma with your highest highest purpose yeah in alignment yeah so if you're feeling called it's every november and every may mm. we'll we're hosting these uh week-long egypt retreats mm-hmm. um and that's where you find me this November. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to make it out to one of those. They look so magical, and yeah, working, working. I've been. Uh, have you read the book, The Sophia Code? I was about to. It was my. <laughs> it was going to be my next book, actually, because I'm like, I've heard of this for it a while. It is 
an activation in itself. It's mm. such a beautiful transmission. And the divine feminine ascended masters that have come from Egypt and just the codes that are there. Mm. I can just imagine being in that energy is so activating in itself. Oh, yeah. It's totally, I've totally underestimated the, um, the power <laughs> of the temple spaces. Yeah. I just got so used to going to, you know, a, a place where there's a lot of tourism. So, right. And I, I, for some reason, I expect, I expected it to be diluted. But once I arrived to the mm-hmm. temples, <laughs> I, I was flooded with all of this information. I started crying. Wow. Um, and it was just a, again, it was a remembrance of, mm. of the sacredness of not only land, but of intention. Mm-hmm. And there's so much intention put in all the temples, mm-hmm. in the pyramids. There's so much intention with every little detail, with every little story, with every little um, note. You know, they would mm. have, they had, they had uh, documentation of how every single season of, of planting the, their crops went and wow. it was just so beautiful wow. seeing all of that yeah it was really really beautiful to see that mm. yeah that's wonderful mm-hmm. well share where we can find you how we can work deeper with you and once like I said once the book is out we'll we'll share it in the show notes so yes. that people can also find that Yes, uh, so many different ways. The easiest way to uh, work with Guanjing is online. Uh, it's guanjingmethod.com. Um, and then we have the book that's coming out. Mm-hmm. We have the retreats that anyone can join. There's also a teacher training for those who want to teach Guanjing in Bali in, in June 2023. Oh, yes. yes, so that's happening Magic. once a year. And then we have, um, there is still an opportunity to work with me one-on-one but that's a little limited so you would have to just direct message me on instagram or email me yeah and what's how can we find you on instagram my instagram is one period with period soul and then guanjing method is just at guanjing method beautiful yeah well thank you so much for coming in today and i'm so excited for people to experience your work oh thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) i love you love you too yay